Alex Drucker is with us. He's retail and U.S. sales manager for Corin, responsible for the sales and distribution to stores around the world, including the United States, Canada, the U.K., Europe, South Africa, and Australia. Alex Drucker, welcome to JM in the AM. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you here. You have to keep track of a lot of different areas of the globe, huh? I try. <laughs> I, I do try my best. What type of team exists in places like Great Britain, Australia, etc., that you are in constant uh, contact with? We have a network of fantastic bookstores all over the world. Um, some, probably 200 or so uh, globally. Um, I'm in touch with them as often as I can be. How, how long have you held this position? I have been at Karen... A little over two years. And I ask that question because the impression we get is that people uh, like to shop online mm. more than you know, more than they were used to shopping through you know, different stores, etc. What do you find out there? Are, are the stores still strong? Um, there's definitely, you know, uh, a hit has been taken by some of the stores by the online retail uh, world. Um, but several stores are still going strong, you know, stores that have been parts of their communities for generations um you know for example you know uh, just as an example levine's in uh, in manhattan has right. been there for you know over 100 years right. um and you know people do try and support their local bookstores and we do our best to try and help the stores um remain part of their communities as best as we can all right next time you speak with danny you make sure to send <laughs> regards from his neighbors those are us um all right there's a great history to current as you know uh, that's no secret, mm. and there's always innovation going on. Now we're told that there is a that people should pay careful attention because there's a new digitized font for Rashi in the Koran Chumash. Correct. Correct. Um, I mean, Koran. One of the things that makes us so special is the uh, various fonts that are used throughout our Sfarim. Um, in particular, the Tanakh and the Chumash. Um, the Koran Tanakh being, you know, the first project for Eliyahu Koran, the uh, the founder of the company, um, and um, the the font that he developed uh, for that he his background was as a graphic designer and a typographer um, and so when he decided to create the first Tanakh by Jews in the land of Israel um, he felt that there was a need for a unique font for that um, both in terms of uh, something that looked aesthetically pleasing, something that was nice to look at, something that was easy to read, um, but also in the same way that you know the Gemara talks about in uh, Masechah Shabbos and in uh, Menachos about the the importance of the Ketav Stam, um, that you know the Torah has Ketav Stam, and the Tanakh should have its own special font. And so he spent a long time. We have uh, I have a few here as well. Some yeah. examples of his hand sketches uh, of early fonts, both for the uh, Tanakh. And the Siddur, which uses a different font, um, and his uh, the Rashi as well, um, and uh, working with optometrists and other experts to try and find. And something. you're not kidding. He literally worked he with doctors. Worked with doctors to to create a font that was easy on the eye, both in terms of reading and uh, that would reduce eye fatigue to stop your eyes getting tired as well. Uh, I, um, right, and <laughs> as an exact like a, a perfectionist as he was. Uh, working with his students, he innovated at the time. Um, you know, clear stickers that uh, he printed the nikud, the uh, um, the vowels, and the uh, trop, the tami hamikra, um, and each sticker was placed. You know, and he would write notes to his students saying, you know, you need to move it half a millimeter to the right so it's the exact center. Um, and then beyond that as well, you know, developing different versions of each letter. So we have here uh, just an example that. In the the Rashi font, which is newly digitized, right. um, four different versions of the letter Taf, and each one would be used 
differently depending on the letter that comes before so they're or all after. In, they're all in practice they're, so they're all in practice depending on what letter comes before after above or below and which nikud is used in all of those letters and the letter itself so this is based on, based on his um it's based on his sketches and his designs entirely. So even the new font even is the still new based font. on his the new research. fonts aren't even new fonts the new fonts are his right. research his designs we've just digitized them right um and as we have here you know his his hand sketches which were then turned into printing plates you know printing of old with you know a real stamp uh, so just so our listeners understand you just showed me four versions of a letter tough right depending on where that letter is yep. position of the word or just which where it follows in terms of what letter it follows what letter it follows position of the word well, what's above it what's below it which that will determine which tough correct he would want to use correct that's um, unbelievable. Just, and, you know, it just for example, you know, we have an example of a word here where we're using two different tafs in right, one word. Right. Uh, just depending on, you know, there's a shva here and a, a kamatz here with a dagesh, you know, a samach before and a nun before. Right. So there's no overlap of letters. Letters aren't sort of, <laughs> uh, you know, breaking into others. And everything is kept as clean and as crisp and as clear and as pure as we possibly can do, both because there is a kedusha to uh, the Tanakh and to the Chumash um, and the Siddur. Uh, and also because it makes it easier and nicer to read uh, and to learn from or to daven with. Um, and it's the same thing with the Siddur, where there's a, a separate font in the Siddur to the Tanakh, because the Tanakh font should retain its Kedusha. Um, and the format of the Siddur is also done on purpose. Each sort of composite phrase of a tefillah uh, is on a new line to make it easier. And in tefillah, when uh, there's a Pasuk being quoted, the Pasuk is written in the Koran Tanakh font. Whereas the rest of the tefillah is written in the Koran Siddur font. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you gave us the example of this word that has two tufts in it. The word is nitpayasta. Mm-hmm. And the first tuf, which has no dagesh in it, has a long, has two long sides to it. Right. The last tuf of the word, which has a dagesh and has a kamatz underneath it. Correct. That has a short right leg and a much longer left, left leg. leg. Indeed. Indeed. And this is all because of all the reasons you mentioned earlier. Yeah, to keep it clean, to keep it pure, to make it easier to read, to stop your eyes getting tired so that you can sit and learn Rashi for longer um, and just make it a more pleasurable experience as you're learning. Do these fonts make it into the Talmud? Uh, they did, the uh, and in the Rashi as well. The uh, Koran Talmud Bavli has a uh, vowelized and punctuated Rashi, um, making it much easier to, to learn. Uh, and which the, is one of the original things where Steinsaltz did with his own shots, exactly right? exactly and um, you know and that that is now digitized as well everything's very clear there's lots of sort of white space around each letter so everything is uh, is clear and easy to read you can see the beginning and end of the words very clearly um, and same thing with the Tosfot so we haven't punct- we haven't vowelized uh, the Tosfot in the current type of bubbly but there is punctuation anyone right. who's you know, sat learning a Tosfot knows it makes a big difference where the question mark goes that's for sure um, and so you know, with with a different each different letter and different version of each letter, it makes everything much more enjoyable but easier experience. As well. We're speaking with Alex Drucker here at Koren. All right, so before I get back to your other role and uh, or your main role mm. in terms of global sales, etc., is there anything else you want to mention to us regarding letters and uh, words? I mean, other to say than that, it, this was a a real uh, labor of of love 
uh, by Elio Curran is something that we continue today. That our, we are known for our font. People do love our font. That the as well the Matthew uh, was mentioning before, sort of the inclusiveness uh, of Curran. That the diff, the two main different fonts, the Tanakh and the Sidor, are both based on the different um, minhagim. The uh, Curran Tanakh being based on the Ashkenazic tradition of writing letters. So the Aleph is you know slightly different depending on uh, you know the the direction of writing, we'll come back in one second, um, but the Siddur font is based on the Sephardic tradition. Well, you're showing me two Alephs right now. The one on the left looks much more familiar to me. The, the young Nahum Siegel <laughs> learned, learned that Aleph. Right. So the one on the left is uh, our Tanakh Aleph, uh, based on the Ashkenazic tradition. And I was speaking with our graphic designer, Eliyahu Miskav, uh, who's actually the one who discovered uh, Elio Curran's um, original sketches uh, of the Rashi font, right. um, which we've now digitized, um, he was explaining to me, this is something I didn't know, is that there's a different tradition of Ashkenazim and Svadim of how they write their letters. And it's based on a number of different factors, um, including the direction of the writing, of, uh, writing in the lang- the secular languages of where they, wherever they live. And so just Arabic. Just remind our listeners, right we're talking about the printed letter, we're not talking the, about script here. Correct, correct. Printed, printed regular, non-Rashi regular block letter. Right? Indeed. Um, so uh, depending on the pens they were using and <laughs> the, the direction in which they were used to writing and the type of ink and the ambient humidity in the countries in which they were living would affect how the ink was absorbed into the paper, led to a development of two different traditions of how to write different letters. Um, and... Elio Karin, when he was designing the Tanakh font, himself being Ashkenazi, being from uh, from Nuremberg originally, um, you know, defaulted to the Ashkenazic letters, and the Tanakh font is uh, based loosely on the Ashkenazic um, tradition, and is reminiscent of Ketav Stam, of uh, the writing of Sefer Torah. It's reminiscent. It's not exactly the same, but it's it's uh, similar to, and the Siddur uses the Sephardi tradition. It's both partially uh, to be more inclusive. Also, also because it looks nice. Right, um, <laughs> being a graphic designer, you know, he was always uh, aware of the way things looked and things should look nice and pretty because we want to use the things that look nice. All right, in our final minutes here, um, when you look at the globe and mm. you see the way people are purchasing Koran products, are you sometimes amazed that certain parts of the world are gravitating toward certain publications and other parts of the world are gravitating toward others? Are there, are there any interesting quirks you could you could tell us that are really big sellers somewhere that surprises you or may not have done as well in certain areas and that surprises you excellent excellent question um something that does shock us is what shocks me is the uh range of locations from which i receive phone calls and emails be it from uh, nigeria china korea japan they're reading um, the books they're reading the books they're <laughs> buying the books thankfully as well um there is a big tradition of learning talmud in the Far East, right. uh, for reasons that I don't understand, right. I'm sure someone can can explain <laughs> right. to us. We've heard about um, that. <laughs> and you know, we we are all over the world. It's amazing. But anything shocking? Like I can't believe that in this area of this country, this book has done so well. Anything like that or not? Um, Does not- Rabbi Sachs do better in Great Britain because he's from Great Britain? I think uh, not necessarily. I think Rabbi Sachs has a, has a universal right, a universal true. voice. Right, that's true. Um, no, I you know I in think his hometown there's, there's <laughs> no big spike in sales. <laughs> Rabbi Sachs is, is popular. It, it, he really is. This isn't you know this I isn't just that. a sales speak. He's really popular uh, everywhere. Um, no, I mean it. It's I do find it fascinating. You know where where we're getting emails from, phone calls from, where orders are coming from. 
and it really is um all over it really is all over the world um you know we're in almost i think all 50 states including alaska and hawaii right. uh and the the time of bubbly for the current time of bubbly for example the noe edition um is being used in i think nearly 30 countries uh around the world pretty amazing thanks so much for joining us here Thank today you for having me. alex drucker we're here at uh, cora and everybody as nsn continues to be on the road all through this week